0: All the backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm Tears of Price, coming to you from Book Riot, and this week I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two great books about teenagers who have significant and/or important relationships with um, seniors in their lives. And I wanted to talk about this because it's been something that's been on my mind for a little while. I think that. YA books sometimes overlook um, significant relationships with older adults um, just because we kind of live in an ageist society. I think it's kind of hilarious when you consider how many teenagers in YA novels have grandparents that are in their 80s. Sometimes the math just doesn't really work out. A lot of people are really fortunate to have grandparents that are on the younger end and are more active and involved in their lives. And that's just not often portrayed in YA fiction as much. Um, So in these two books, I picked them because they were really memorable to me in having um, a really great relationship between the teen protagonist and this older adult and their community, which I think is really awesome because there's so much that we can learn from Not only our elders, but also just their communities as well. Before I get into my picks, let's hear from our first sponsor. All right, so my first pick is this YA book that I think is really actually overlooked and and underrated. It just came out last year, um, and I picked it up on a whim because I wanted an audiobook and the cover was pretty. It is uh, Lucy Clark Will Not Apologize by Margot Rabb. And it is about Lucy Clark, who is a teenage girl who has been pretty neglected by her parents for most of her life. She was this really sick baby. Her parents traveled a lot for work. And so her grandmother basically raised her. And at the start of the book, her grandmother has passed away and has been gone for a couple of years now, and rather than take Lucy in like she desperately wants, her parents drop her off at this horrible, horrible boarding school where she and another girl, her roommate, are constantly bullied. And mainly because they have parents who just have have dropped them off and and sort of washed their hands of them and it's not because they're they're bad kids or anything or they're troubled it's just like their parents can't be bothered to be parents which is really sad but that is how Lucy and her best friend Dinah connect um they also connect over the fact that they are both Jewish and they have this really great relationship and really great friendship but before the book starts The bullying has gotten so bad that Dinah has been pulled from school and Lucy is now left alone and she reacts to a moment of bullying in a way that, um, you know, in the moment feels pretty justified, but from a school perspective is pretty bad. And so she's still dealing with the fallout of that when the book starts. And basically she reaches the limit of the school's patience and they decide that she can no longer be in school and her parents can't come get her. So they sent, she's sent to her cousin in New York City. And Lucy is given this task of assisting an elderly lady who lives in her cousin's building. And that's all Lucy really knows about this. She's going to New York City. She's going to help out an older lady. And basically, she's got to be good and hope that her parents will, will let her come home with them. But when she arrives in New York City, she meets this elderly lady. Her name is Edith, and she is not what Lucy expects. Um, She is not somebody who is, uh, you know, retreating to her apartment, never leaves, needs help with everything. She is a pretty active, glamorous, and very wealthy older lady who is constantly zipping all over the city, um, going to fabulous restaurants and meeting up with friends and going to beautiful botanical gardens. And she seems to have this really full and exciting life. But it's not too long after she and Lucy meet that Edith discloses to Lucy that she's pretty certain that somebody is trying to murder her. And nobody believes her. And Lucy at first is a little bit skeptical because she thinks like, you know, maybe there is something to what everybody's saying about Edith having dementia. But after not too long, she becomes convinced that, you know, there might be something to this. And so she decides that she's going to help Edith discover who is trying to murder her. And she goes all in on the mystery. It's really great. It's a fabulous mystery that delves into Edith's past and her present I thought that Margot Rab did such a great job of balancing Lucy's story with Edith's mystery. Um, it also has, I now that I'm talking about this book and thinking about it, kind of has only murders in the building vibes. It's it's a little bit quirky. It's not quite as off the wall and dark as only murders can be. But if you want a murder mystery about amateur sleuths who are trying to uncover some sort of mystery, impossible murder slash deaths against a sort of exclusive and swanky New York, you know, setting, this one, this will probably scratch that itch. So that is Lucy Clark will not apologize by Margot Rabb. And I just loved the deep friendship that springs up between Lucy and Edith and Edith's best friend who is this fabulous um, older actress. And it's really, really fun. So my next pick is Love is a Revolution by Renee Watson, and this is a really lovely book that I read at the beginning of last year. So Love is a Revolution is about Nala, who is a teenager, and she's really excited at the start of summer because she has big plans for the summer, which mostly involve just hanging out, having fun. Enjoying herself and taking a break from school, but at the beginning of the summer, her best friend slash cousin Amani begs her to come out for an open mic night, and Amani is definitely somebody who is very socially um, like active in like social activism. And she is involved in a lot of activism um, groups in, for teens in her neighborhood. So they live in New York City. And it's not really Nala's scene, but she also lives with Imani. She lives with her her cousin and her aunt and uncle. And so she's pretty much exposed to it day in, day out. And she cares about her, Imani. So she agrees to go to this open mic night event put on by a community activist group for teens. And while she is there, she meets Ty and Ty is an activist and he is spending his summer just, you know, putting on community events and organizing things and basically really just getting stuff done. And what's really appealing about him is he's not just doing it for those college resumes. He's doing it because he really passionately cares and Nala and Ty kind of click and she's immediately a little bit insecure because he's got all of these plans and she's just like, I want to watch Netflix and eat ice cream this summer. And she's afraid that he will judge her. So she kind of construes the truth in such a way that makes him think that she's a little bit more, you know, community activist minded than she actually is. And one of those lies that she it sort of starts out as a, a slight shading of the truth and turns more and more into a lie is that she is working as the recreation person at her grandmother's retirement community. And it really impresses Ty because he's like, oh, that's really cool that, you know, you are getting involved with our elders and you're coming up with really cool activities for them. And he's just so impressed by this. And Al like, like, um, yeah, it's super great. When in reality, what she does is she likes to go over to her grandmother's apartment and hang out with them and, and listen to her grandmother and her friends just gossip and chat and play cards. This obviously is not going to turn out well for, for Nala because her relationship with Ty is kind of marred by these mistruths from the very start. However, what I really liked about this book and what I'm getting to this important relationship with seniors is that Nala really does care about her family. And just because she isn't out there marching at protests and organizing community events doesn't mean that she doesn't care. Um, she cares deeply about her family. And in fact, she and Amani kind of come to um, a head over this because Amani is out there with all her new friends, and she's going to all these groups, and and she's going to these protests. And Nala is actually kind of offended by this, because she feels like Amani is ignoring their grandmother, and ignoring her family obligations. And, And Nala really cares about spending time with her grandmother, and, you know, learning from her grandmother's community. So, she does spend a lot of time with her grandmother. And another thing that I really like too is when um, her lies come out, <laughs> her grandmother and her grandmother's friends do not appreciate that Nala used them to kind of impress a guy and they are not quiet about that. And they, but they do it in a really loving way of telling her like, look, this isn't how you do things. Um, so I really, 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 really enjoyed this book. There's a lot more going on to it than just that. This is a book about self-love and learning what it means to, you know, be in a relationship for the first time, learning how to balance all of the things that you have going on in your life from family obligations to exciting new love to friendships and what you owe your community is really, really a lovely book. Um, But it also stands out in my mind because I just really loved the, the love and respect that Nala has for her grandmother and her grandmother's community. So that is Love is a Revolution by Renee Watson. I could keep talking about more books, but I do just want to give a brief shout out. Didn't want to go into great in-depth detail about this one just because it is so popular. But Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully is also another great example of a teenage protagonist who has great respect for the elders in her life. And she has a good relationship with a lot of older adults in her life. And in fact, the elders in that book are fantastic. They play an integral role in in the mystery of that book, and they play an integral role in like the the climax of that mystery in such a way that just makes me smile when I think about it. So no spoilers, but definitely pick that one up as well. And that is it for me, book nerds. I hope you are all happily well-stocked with books for the weekend ahead. Thank you so much to our sponsor for sponsoring this show. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com forward slash all the books. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please show us some love by leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because it helps other book lovers find us. And thanks as always to our amazing sound editor, Jen Zink. Finally, if you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books or cats and dogs, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at tears of price. That's T I R Z A H P R I C E. And I will be back soon on a regular episode of All the Books with Liberty and with more backlist recommendations in the future. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend.